It's time for this week's Uplift. Three ordinary guys that want you to find the freedom that is available by knowing our Lord Jesus Christ. So sit back and enjoy Uplift, brought to you by the Fulcrum Center. Visit our site at thefulcrumcenter.org. All right, guys, we're continuing our conversation from last week about the Holy Spirit. Um, You know, we've said before in the past that, hey, we'll just continue this topic next week. And by the time, you know, the day before rolls around, we're like, what did we talk about last week? But, you know, it's fresh in our minds. We're going to just carry on. So here we go. Holy Spirit, part two. Part Mm -hmm. two. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, Happy New Year. I hope you all had a a good New Year's. Mm Mm-hmm. 24. Yeah. 2024. You know, Chad, I was thinking about something you said last week, how it, towards the end you were saying, you're telling God all these things that are just not right. And I'm sitting here thinking, man, I've just been the last couple of days been telling God everything, how everything's looking really good. And <laughs> just keep waiting for the hammer to fall. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> Sure. And and I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. It's just, I guess, how you look at it. But at the same time, it got me wondering, am I just burying my head in the sand? And so I started thinking about, you know, I can think of all kinds of things that went bad in the last few days, last couple of weeks, last couple of weeks of the year or whatever. A lot of things, one major thing, but, um, at the same time, I just want to praise God for what he's done, you know, and, and I'm not saying that you should, you should do that, Chad, but that's between you and God. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's who we are, though, as, as human beings, I have days like that where I'm just like, okay, God, well, you know what? You told me this and it never happened. And I'm just not sure if I, sh- if I was wrong. I have days like that, too. And the thing is, as human beings we need the Holy Spirit to sustain us, to comfort us, to guide us, to counsel us. And that's who he is. That's what mm-hmm. the Bible says about him. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. Sometimes he lifts us up on eagle's wings. He hides us under the, his pinions. Psalm 91. Mm-hmm. He, praise God. Well, well, so in the midst, in the midst of, of my play-by-play, <laughs> you know, that, that I was at my fastest three minutes in football, Chris Berman impression that I was doing with God. Uh, Love it. <laughs> it the, the, the Holy Spirit reminded me that praise him. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's there's all this junk going on. Yeah. Like th- that stuff wasn't good. That was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, OK, every year we 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 meet with my mom, my wife and I, we meet with my mom and spend Christmas with my mom. Well, mom's getting over COVID, so mm. that's not that didn't happen. So we were bummed about that, and we're just mm. trying to figure out alternative plans. And these things happen. There's stuff happening, mm. you know. People were they're they're physically not feeling well. They're battling, you know, illnesses and da 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 and all these things. But the Holy Spirit in that moment reminded me, praise Him because that's the answer. And, you know, I've heard ministers preach about this and they said, you know, praise God through all these things. And and we can see it. You know, I think it was Paul who was sitting in the prison cell and praising and worshiping God when the earthquake 
earthquake came and it shook the shackles off and opened the doors, right? And and oh, so, no. you know, uh, again, the Holy Spirit counsels us on what to do and how to get through things. And, and you know, and last week we were talking about that, you know, God uh, is, you know, God can do anything. God's infinite. Well, yeah. how, how do we take part in... God's kingdom. How how can we tap into what God wants for us? Well, we praise and worship him. I mean, that was all through the Old Testament when when the Israelites turned back to God, it was inevitable. It was just this revolving circle. The Israelites messed up. They were worshiping mm -hmm. other gods. You know, God was like, "Okay, you go ahead and do that. And when you're done fooling around, you're going to come back to me." And they did, mm -hmm. and then they would come back to God and he'd take them back and he'd set things right mm -hmm. again for for half an hour and then they go and mess up after half an hour. Cause that's the way people are. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and you know, th this was a big revolving circle. So in the midst of it, the Holy spirit reminded me, listen, the Holy spirit said, listen, worship him, worship God. And, and he will see you through these things. Yeah. And of course. And of course he will. Yeah. yeah. But it's on me to listen. You know, it's on me to to listen and obey in that obedience and to do it. And it's ludicrous to us as human beings. Yeah. It's ludicrous to us as people to be going oh, through tr trials and troubles in our life. You know, if you're sitting there, it's it's okay, we're after Christmas now. If you're sitting there looking at your credit card statements and your in your checkbook and you're sitting there shaking your head. And you're like, what did I do? You know, I've spent all this money on presents and I've, my credit cards all maxed out and my checkbook's red and it's got negative numbers in it. You know, uh, you you might be like ready to pull your hair out. And, and of course, the Holy Spirit's going to say, you know, well, yeah, you know, maybe you shouldn't have done that. And maybe you should have sought God before you did that. But here you are. Worship him. You know, come to come to him with a with with a, a true heart mm -hmm. and worship him, and that's the Holy Spirit. Now, Amen. whether we obey or not is on us. Yeah, the Holy Spirit can't make us obey. Right, right. Yeah, and worshiping is such a key. I think. Yeah. I think sometimes we. I'm. I know I'm this way. I I, I kind of assume others are this way. But I know I can get into a rut, right? I start I start on a roll of start thinking negative or start talking negative. And I don't really think about how it's impacting myself or others mm -hmm. around me. Mm -hmm. And and I think what we've got to realize is like, you know, that worshiping God should be our response. Mm. In, in spite of yeah. anything that happens. Because we make the assumption that because we're in a bad situation or something bad is happening, that that's going to be the outcome of our life. Hmm. Like we just jump to the end right away. Like, I, I, I mean, we always kind of mm -hmm. jump to the end. Well, this is the way it goes. We're always Eeyore in, in like, you know, Winnie the Pooh. Like, <laughs> well, this is what I expected and this is what I got. And this is, I shouldn't expect anything else. And uh, and that's that's not really what God is expressing to us. There's a whole different right. ball game there. He's... We have access through the Holy Spirit to a to literally have a different legacy, a different destiny, a different life, right? And so and so it's almost like an insult to the Lord when we're like, 
well, this is just what I expected, you know, like, and so I'm like, <laughs> well, wait, what are you really expecting from the Lord? There should yeah. be a lot more there. And, and so worship should be re the response. And I think we see that time and time again in scripture, but it's like, it doesn't click on us. Hmm. Uh, like we see that with Job, Job's response to the Lord, in spite of losing everything, he worships. Yeah. Yeah. And it literally changes his outcome, you know, in, in his life. Um, uh, Joseph, mm. I mean, can you imagine like he's never he Joseph never kind of went through his life and went now, you know, when I grow up, I would really like to do this. So I'm going to go to college. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to be in control of my life. And, you know, <laughs> nowhere in his life was he ever really in control of his life until he gets out of prison. Right. He's able to interpret a dream. Right. And so so he's never really able to do a whole lot. Like if God does not lead him, he's stuck. Right. Mm -hmm. And and like so I think even in moments where we feel trapped or we feel stuck or we feel like, man, I've, it's just not fair or something like this. Well, there's people like that in scripture as well mm -hmm. and yet what's the response worship right there's the response is that the holy spirit is going to do and say something else in your life mm -hmm. god's design is not to like not is i think we have in our mind like god is just designing us to you know since we're such horrible sinners he's just going to push us down. And then when he gets us down, he's going to keep kicking us to make sure that we understand why we're there. And like, that is not, that's not the Lord. Mm -mm. The Lord's design is edification. Why would he even give the Holy spirit to begin with? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, you know, I, I think we, we think incorrectly, like, let, let's just ask this question in the natural world. Why did God give us an immune system? Right. Because he wow. believes in healing. Yeah, right? that's that's pretty awesome. So, so he believes in our healing. He gives us a way to fight it off. Yeah. And, and, and on top of that, tells us that he will move spiritually to do those things as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I, I think I think that a lot of times we just don't realize this. Uh, I'll give you something that the Holy Spirit was revealing to me just the other day. Uh Jesus said in Matthew 6, he said, consider the birds. So have you ever gone outside and just considered the birds? No, so I, I decided I would take, I decided I was going to take Jesus at his word. I was going to go consider the birds, right? And so I'm, I'm, I drove home from the grocery store, or whatever I'm parking and I, and I, and Jesus is just like, I just hear his words and I consider the birds and I'm looking and I'm just noticing the amount of birds that are just all in the yard right i'm noticing they're they're all chirping around they're all doing their thing there's some that are flying overhead they're all flying around i mean they're everywhere right half of them are from ohio just i was just gonna say i'm waiting for them to go back home right i'm like go back yeah. home birds and so right so uh, our I'm birds are eating the... robert's yard <laughs> <laughs> I'm considering the birds and I'm realizing, you know, Jesus even tells us they're not working for food. They're not, they're not planting. They're not reaping. And yet consider the birds. Well, what, what is God trying to say to us? Well, there's an abundance of birds. And, you know, I looked out there and I didn't see one bird holding up a sign <laughs> that said, I will work for food. 
right? I didn't see oh, one man. bird holding up a sign saying, please help me, I'm homeless. Right? Like, and, and I'm, you know, what was happening? Well, I'm looking at these birds and I'm going, God believes in abundant life. Mm. He believes in a variety of, of what we, what, of life, right? Like, I mean, there's all kinds of different birds out there, right? He believes in the abundance of that. And what, and so I'm just sitting there going, and you know what, what Jesus was talking about there? Seek first the kingdom. Why? And all these other things will be added because God believes in abundant life. See, we already serve a God who is like that. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is we kind of get caught up in our own stuff and we think, man, that's just the way it is. But I think if we'll hear the Holy Spirit, he will give us a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He'll be like, yeah. look, there's a, there's something else going on here. Right. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Chad. Well, I was just going to say real quick, if we want an example of the Holy Spirit, look nothing more than Paul. Because, you know, and, and we've talked about this a little bit on past episodes. Here you've got a guy who never walked with Jesus. He he probably would have hated Jesus in in, in the real world. Uh, you know, Jesus uh, was hung on the cross, resurrected. Paul has his encounter. But Paul never walked with Jesus like, like the rest of the apostles. Where did Paul get this revelation? Where did Paul get all of his information? You know, mm -hmm. there is no book of Acts. <laughs> it, it, you know, Paul did, couldn't sit down and read all the other uh, about all the testimonies from the other apostles like we can, or, or read a, read about his own life. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, this is this is what I'm right. supposed to do. Man. <laughs> right. There was no there was no book of Philippians or Corinthians. Yeah, he wrote it. So where did he get his stuff? You know, of course he knew the Old Testament. He knew the Torah, but. Where did he get his stuff and where did he how did he know the very essence of the Holy Spirit? He he was the guy who wrote to all the Gentiles and told them what the Holy Spirit was about and 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 how, you know, to live in it. Where did he get it from? Well, it was the Holy Spirit. Where else could he have got it from? Only from the Holy Spirit. Only from the Holy Spirit. If you want to talk about inspired, you know, we talk about inspired. The word is the inspired word of God. How did Paul get it? And he wrote what three, two thirds, three fourths of the New Testament. He never walked with Jesus. Yeah, he got it from the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, we're four days into this year, January fourth, when this airs. Here's a challenge for everybody: worship is a lifestyle. We talk about lifestyle changes all the time. I'm going to make a lifestyle change in 2024. Worship is a lifestyle. Make Let the Holy Spirit make worship your lifestyle. Then you can be inspired as Paul was. You can change as, you know, people have changed throughout history. Let him. Seek him and let him change your lifestyle. I promise you that by the time we're talking next year, you're going to be a different person. I it's a guarantee you will be different in some way you may not be you know a televangelist you may not be billy graham but you'll be somebody better than you are today and you'll be who god wants you to be you gotta let him mm -hmm. make worship a lifestyle mm -hmm. 
I'm you know, even... like, like you were saying, Robert, it just, it, it comes natural. Our lifestyle is what comes natural to us. Mm-hmm. Right now, I got to change the lifestyle of constantly going to sugar. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got to change that lifestyle or I'm just going to keep gaining weight. And when I do, then I'll start to lose the weight. That change that I, that act of choosing to change that lifestyle will make a difference in my life physically. That act of choosing the Holy Spirit and worship as a lifestyle will change your life spiritually. It's a fact. It will change you. Yeah. I would even challenge challenge the listeners for this. Like we're starting this new year. Write down, like literally write it down. There's something different when you write something down, right? But write down what you would believe it looks like to live a spirit-filled life this year. Like what, what do you think God would say as far as a spirit-filled life? You know, pay attention to what the scripture says, right? This is what it should be to look like a spirit-filled life. And you can even cater it to yourself. If you were going to live a spirit-filled life over 2024 for yourself, like showing this is if the Holy Spirit was truly leading me, this is what I would expect to see. Think about that, meditate on that, and make it a point to try to live that way. And then at the end of this year, like put that in an envelope. The end of this year, open it up and see if your life hmm. was that way. I like that. I'm going to do that. I am going to do that. I'm going to take that challenge. Mm-hmm. I hope others will join us. I think we make the assumption that like I kind of told our men's ministry this. And so, and I think this is the danger is maybe I'm just the only guy like this, but because I make, again, I make assumptions about, about people, but sometimes, you know, you could have the honey do list or you could be like, you know, she could send you to Walmart. Hey, I want to, I want you to get these things and you find yourself walking aimlessly trying to figure out (laughs) what you're supposed to pick up and you end up, you may end up with things you don't even want. <laughs> like you just, oh, I should probably pick that up while I'm here, right? Because you <laughs> certainly don't want to continue to walk aimlessly, and then you don't want to go back out and do it again, right? But I think sometimes we treat the spirit world like that, like mm. we treat our spiritual life like that. We just make an assumption that our life is just going to be better because a year passes by. I mean, hey, I'm saved. Things are just going to be better. Well, what, what, how do you know? I understand. Yeah, we know the Lord and we assume the Lord's going to lead us to good things. But if you're not living a spirit-filled life, what would suggest that it's going to be better 365 days from now? See, yeah. what, right, the reality is like we, we need to be intentional about our service to the Lord. Yeah. We need to be intentional about our worship and intentional about seeking the Holy Spirit so that we're not going through our year aimlessly. Right. It's kind of the same thing we do with money, right? If I said, hey, at the end of this year, I want you to save $100. I want you to have a thousand more dollars in the bank than you did when you started. Well, you might have to be intentional about that, right? You might have to go, okay, well, wait a second. How am I going to make that happen? But I promise you, if you had a thousand more dollars at the end of the year than you expected, or that you you'll, you would be happier about that than if you didn't have it. 
you know, yeah. if we just assume that it's a new year and things are going to change, we have to remember that right now, as the new year begins, we're in the same place physically that we were last year on the earth. We're in the same part of the orbit, maybe off a little bit, but so if you don't, uh, you don't approach God to make that change, you're going to be in the same place you were a year from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we literally lost... and figuratively too. Ro- Robert's been in the same place for about 30 seconds now. So I'm, unfortunately I think we lost him <laughs> off our feed. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, he is stuck. He's he's frozen in time. <laughs> I see that. Yeah, <laughs> I have a feeling he's not frozen. I, I have a feeling he's not frozen in time, but I have a feeling that you know his his image was frozen in time. Yeah, but but you know one thing that I've heard Phil here is, lately from the Holy Spirit is that and and I've heard several ministers and pastors and whomever on give sermons about this is that in 2023 and I don't believe a whole lot of that, you know, God does things by years and things like, you know, 2023 right, is the right, year right, of this. Right, I, I right, don't really right. believe in that, but I will, I do believe in seasons and that sort of thing. Sure. And, and so I believe that um, God, and, and I agree with one thing that I've heard a lot of lately is that God has been removing things from our lives intentionally. Like God has been, if we are really truly following him, if we have a relationship with him, that God is walking us out of things collectively to prepare us for things to come. And and so where I'm going with this is some of those things are painful. Mm -hmm. Just throwing it out there. Some of us have lost friends. Uh, Some of us have, um, you know, had to face health challenges. Some of us have had to, uh, you know, uh, go through career changes, job changes, family stuff, um, whatever. But God is stripping certain things off of his believers, mm-hmm. his church members, the members of the church, to prepare us for what he wants us to walk into. And And where I'm going with this is, Number one, we have to seek the Holy Spirit about it because, you know, uh, uh, um, there's one specific instance, a, a good good friends of ours, they they moved away, that sort of thing. And the Holy Spirit revealed and said, you know, you shouldn't be attached to people like that anyway, because you're you're supposed to be attached to to God and and not be relying on people for your happiness and that sort of thing. Like Mm -hmm. you can get, you can go too far with it. Like our relationships with friends can be, we can, we can have too much attachment. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord's been showing me that. And that's kind of a weird thing. And like, we could talk a long time about that to clarify that and clean that up. But the bottom line is that sometimes we can, we can go a little bit astray with, with our attachments to people and friendships and that sort of thing. God wants us to be attached to him. Not that we can't have friends, not that we can't, you know, do have hobbies and whatever, but God wants us to be attached to him and to keep our focus on him. And what we feel is hard, painful stuff when God removes us from situations or removes us from, from having, uh, let's call it inappropriate levels of ties or friendships to people, maybe. 
that feels painful to us. But what we don't realize is in the midst of that, that if we follow the Holy Spirit, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, if we follow the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit tells us, we draw closer to God. The God who cannot fail us, the God who cannot let us down like people can. You know, people, even our best friends can sometimes say hurtful things to us. You know, Phil and I are always teasing each other about, you know, Apple and Android and whatever. You know, and we're teasing Robert about wearing his Pittsburgh Steeler color shirt. But, you know, so like people, even good friends can, you know, kind of laugh and poke fun at each other. But but for real, people can let each other down. Good yeah. friends can let each other down or good friends can say stuff that's hurtful to people. They're, they're good friends and, and not even realize it or know it or do it on purpose, whatever. But the one thing about it is God can't do that. God's never going to say something to you that's hurtful. You may take offense to something that is a kingdom principle or that's something that the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit says to you or something. You can choose to take offense to that. But I can pro- I promise you it's in it's everywhere in scripture that if the Holy Spirit of God says something to you that it's for your benefit. Mm-hmm. Now our feelings may reject that. Our feelings and our thoughts and our little human pea brains may reject that and not grasp it or understand it. But it's true. Mm-hmm. So when God walks us out of things, and I believe we're in a season and we're who knows where we are in time with all this. I mean, no one knows. But I think that there's been a season and a period of time where God's walking people out of stuff and it's been painful for people. Mm-hmm. And and I think because 24, and it's not bound by a year, God doesn't really work like that, per se, but it's a, he's walking us into a period of time that we're, we really need him because he wants to lift and grow the church up for various reasons, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, but the, but the crux here is we have to follow the Holy Spirit and follow his, the leading and understand that God loves us. And in these things that feel painful right now, there's a purpose that's better for us. We just can't see it. For the most part, unless you know it, there's something better coming on the backside of it that we just can't see or understand. Yeah. That's tough, but we have to keep that in mind. And that takes faith. Mm -hmm. It takes faith to, to believe that, especially when we can't see it. But that's what faith is, believing what we cannot, what we cannot see and having the conviction that it's real. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I'll give you an example, just a, just a practical example. I mean, you know, uh, God has brought the three of us together doing this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's awesome. You know, for us, for us as, you know, three friends, I mean, God's brought us together to do this and we're blessed by that. Praise God. Yeah, absolutely. And if you pray, and and I guarantee there's somebody listening or watching this right now who's walking through this. They're struggling with family. They're struggling with friends or struggling with, with relationships. So to take what I said and kind of twist it a little bit, to turn it a little bit, I prayed that God would bring me good friends that are kingdom based. And so what did he do? I mean, Phil and I, our friendship has never been better. And Robert and I are are back 
uh, in regular communication. And, you know, we were best friends when we were kids. And now here we are again, you know, God's kind of brought brought our relationship full circle. So to, to take what I said earlier and kind of expand upon it, God can restore you to new friends that you, that you never expected or realized, you right. know? Right. That's right. And it's a blessing. It's, a, it's an absolute blessing from God. Absolutely. No matter how many times they pick on your Pittsburgh colored shirt when you hear a <laughs> <laughs> well Did robert you... i i only like you because you're a browns fan no i'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> robert did your wife buy you that shirt by the way no this is actually a shirt that my son left in the closet after he got married so i figured i would put it to use <laughs> <laughs> it's just a matter of pure resource it's cold, and I needed a longer sleeve shirt, something thicker. <laughs> he says he says it's cold. It's probably seventy down there. <laughs> I bet if it, it's cold, man. Listen, it's got to be seventy or higher to get warmer. That's it. I, I bet if that was uh, red and black and said had a, a G on it, he wouldn't have left it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I had the I had a theory of wrapping up some of the stuff that's still in the house that's actually his. And giving it to him for Christmas, like put it under the tree. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Robert's back. Robert dropped out and now he's back. Yes. So Phil, Phil, Phil and I had to to speak while you were gone, Robert. Yeah. I, well, I was speaking about that intentionality. That we've got to be intentional with seeking the Lord, like you know. Kind of the whole. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I dropped out at. All I know is everybody froze all of a sudden. But it's kind of like the same thing with money, right? If I told you to save a thousand dollars, yeah, you would need an, to be intentional. But our spiritual world, we for some reason we walk around aimlessly, and we think that somehow it's just going to like just naturally go to something better, and then we get upset when mm. it doesn't. Mm -hmm. But our but our spirituality must be intentional. Mm. Yeah, it, it can't be. It, if, if if you're going to do anything aimlessly, it should not be your spirituality. Mm. It's, you know, spirituality is extremely yeah. intentional. You have to be intentional because we are not natured after God. We are natured after sin. Mm -hmm. And so the natural thing that will happen is evil. Mm -hmm. the, so you have to be intentional about, about following the spirit. That's going to take a certain amount of discipline. Yeah, that's great advice right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's a balance there, right? So, oh, we, yeah. and that's where we, to your point, we want to follow the Holy Spirit. So you, we want to be intentional and we want to be intentional following the Holy Spirit because otherwise we could be, we if we're not careful, the enemy will lead us off into religiosity, yeah. you know, and like ritual, yeah. you know, doing repetitive stuff that, you know, just for the yeah, sake of yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you, you can very easily replace the word religion with magic because that's what people think it is. If I do this and this and this, then God's going to do that for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's yeah, what that magic is. Say the magic word and something happened. No, yeah. that's that's not the way God works. So, you know, when Robert says be intentional, it's not be intentional with your rituals and your religion. It's right. be intentional with your relationship with God yeah. through the Holy Spirit. It's just 
Even, even like seeking the kingdom, like uh, I've come to realize, like that doesn't just mean reading your Bible more, praying more. Exactly. Like, so, and somehow like you're just, you just have this, like this idea of being blessed. But it's actually a recognition of the spirit's move in your life. Absolutely. And your response to him. Yes. Right. Like that's seeking the kingdom, right? That's. That's what you're looking to do. You're you're choosing to to live a different way, right? Like this is I'm going to I'm going to try to see where the spirit's moving in my life. I'm going to have a re proper response to him in that, and then see how God see see where God enters your world and see how see what he does. And and I think that's that's the thing because sometimes we can beat ourselves up. We start measuring ourselves, right? And and I thought about a question. Uh, I thought about this question. If you're not intentional with the holy spirit like you're not or you're or you know we mentioned this like i think in our last episode but we were talking about um people who are are freaking out about the holy spirit you want to show they want about right okay well if you're not following the holy spirit or you freak out about the holy spirit then what are you following like what mm -hmm. what are what is what is your christianity boiled down to if it's not spirit led, mm. it has to boil down to some sort of rules or regulations, right? It has to boil down to the formula. If I do this, then this will happen. Like, and then you get mad if it doesn't, right? Like somehow God's not true to his word when in reality, God has an expectation of spirit leading. And so, so if we're not spirit led, then what, what does that make our Christianity? You know, Jesus told his disciples he wasn't even willing for them to leave Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit was poured out on them. Right. Right. And so so what does what does our Christianity become? What does our life in Christ become if not spirit led, if not Holy Spirit led in our life? I don't well, want to find out. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, it can go in all sorts of directions. But one thing that comes to my mind is idol worship in the name of of what we think is religion and that can mean a lot of things i mean there are people that that believe there's more power in the cross or uh you know jesus's mother or padre pio or whoever than god or jesus yeah and you know it's it's like i i want to be careful here but <laughs> we, I, there was there was i knew a person who recently, uh, and I, I can almost certainly guarantee that that person or their family doesn't watch this, battled a serious major medical illness for a year and a half, and they're just barely starting to get over it. But they had a major operation that changed their life because of their this huge medical problem. But they were praying to Padre Pio. And... I I didn't know what to do about that because I'm like this person this person's in in bad shape fighting for their life and they're they're praying to to a guy who may have had an awesome relationship with God I don't know but he passed away however many years ago I mean you know this guy was a padre that died however long ago and these and they're praying to him and they're they're hoping that he's going to change their life. And, and, and it's like, Oh man, like, what do I do with this? We got to be, this is, this is where people get off kilter, you know, and, and 
uh, this is why we we have to be careful with with what happens when we're not Holy Spirit driven. Okay, is because we can go into these things. We can we can become. We we can we can worship the idols. It's a it's an easy thing to do. People wear crosses, you know. People wear crosses all the time, and they may not know anything about God. It's a fashion statement, but other people do know about God. But man, they are starting to put a lot of power in that cross. Yeah, you know uh, yeah. that cross. Like they they wear that cross around their neck, and all of a sudden they start thinking, well, man, this cross has you know this is going to protect me mm-hmm. this cross this cross if i wear this cross i'm not going to get in a car wreck if i wear this cross i'm not going to get sick or illness or whatever and it starts to that's the one big thing that i see in christianity is people you know they take the cross or the fish symbol you know whatever if i put this fish symbol on my car i'm not going to get in a car wreck or mm-hmm. whatever you know yeah. what i mean and like yeah. so, well-intentioned things go astray because there, we're not. So many people in the church are just not spirit-driven. Because if we were spirit-driven, we would have this 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 feeling inside of us, this this the knowing conviction. inside of us, this conviction. Yes, mm-hmm. that says the cross isn't it. Okay, I I shared something with Phil I think uh, earlier this week about Oral Roberts. Yeah. They were talking about Oral Roberts, and if for people who might not know, Oral, Oral Roberts was a was a real famous minister uh, back in what from the forties to the nineties or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, these people talked about oh he had all the power in his right hand, like if he laid his his right hand on people, he would heal them of sicknesses and diseases. And there there were other people who jumped in real quickly and said no 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 no. no. His right hand was no more than a man's right hand. His right hand was nothing. His right hand was just merely uh, what God happened to use as a vessel to do, you know, for God to perform whatever God wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to be careful with all this because if yeah. we're not spirit led, we're not going to understand the difference. Because we're going to think, oh man, the power was in Oral Roberts's right hand, and and he passed yeah. away. What yeah. now? Yeah. You know, well, what happens if God wants to use Phil's left toe or Robert's <laughs> right earlobe? I don't know. I mean, like it's it's crazy, but but God will do whatever God wants to do. We just have to understand, and the Holy Spirit will remind us yeah. that the power is not in in that little metal cross. And the power is not in that fish symbol that you have stuck on the back of your car. And the power is not in Oral Roberts' right hand. You know, that's not the way this works. Yeah, that, God that, reminds use... me of a, that reminds me of the serpent that was lifted up, you know. And and mm-hmm. so they people would, and Jesus used this, by the way, he used this as an analogy, right, in, in John 3. You know, we, we know John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. But in John 3.14, he talks about the serpent, that just as the serpent was lifted up on that pole, he would be lifted up. Mm-hmm. So the serpent in the Old Testament that was on that cross or on that pole uh, back in the Old Testament was actually a symbol of Christ. Mm-hmm. Jesus brings that out. Right. All right. So just what you were talking about right there, Chad. Do you guys know what happened to that serpent on the pole? 
Because you know, okay, so the, the story goes, right? The way that the event goes is they the children of Israel sinned. Serpents were allowed to come into the camp. God allowed these serpents into the camp. It would bite people. Some were dying, some were getting sick, but the serpents were representative of the sin. By the way, God never says he removes those serpents out of their camp either. It just that the, they might have had it the rest of the time that they wandered in the in the desert and in the wilderness. But God does make a way for them to be healed. But they have to look. He tells Moses, put a put a bronze serpent on a pole. And some think it's a cross, right? And lift it up for everyone to see. And if you look to that, you'll be healed. Does anybody mm -hmm. know what happened to that? It's on, it's on, I do. It's on every, it's on the a American Medical Association. Yeah. It, it's, it's, yeah. it's a okay, symbol so, to this day. So to this day, it's used as a symbol of healing. Right. Yeah. The Israelites, actually, if you continue to read in the scripture, they started worshiping the bronze serpent. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So they took their focus off the healer. Mm -hmm. And they started focusing on what they thought was healing them. Yep. And yep. Jesus does what? Refocuses back to the healer, right? Right. And so, so the reality is that you know it, it's it's always it, that's kind of the the understanding we're going to have. If the Holy Spirit's leading you, you will have your focus on the healer. Mm -hmm. You'll and have not your the focus healing. on him, and not on whatever he's going to use to do it. Right. Right. So big difference. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. And to, and to this day, we still have that as a symbol. Yeah. yeah. Most people probably don't know that that relates to that. that scripture yeah. Though. Yeah. Right. Right. No, I never did when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Right. Never even thought about it. Um. Well, guys, we've been going for almost... 40 45 minutes or so now um and i do need to to drop off so we're gonna have to cut it short but man this has been a great another great episode um just real quick i want to say you know i asked god the question just in the last few weeks uh, reading in um second first king second kings first chronicles second chronicles and as i was reading it, i kept saying god why how did they constantly return to the bales what what, what am i missing here and God, in his way, you know, speaking to me through the Holy Spirit was saying, they're human. They wanted something to worship and they didn't seek me out. We we are created to worship. And if we don't seek out God, we're going to worship something else. And whether that's a bronze statue, perfect example, um, whether that's Diet Mountain Dew, <laughs> Uh, no offense, Chad. <laughs> no, none taken. Sugar. <laughs> Whatever. We're going to find something. Mm -hmm. But when we let the Holy Spirit lead us, we're going to be led to God. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no question. Absolutely. And we have to be spirit driven. We have to, because that spirit is going to give us the revelation knowledge to know the difference. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, yeah, I'm going to take your challenge. Robert, and I hope other people will too. You know, just write out what a spirit-filled life looks like and check it at the end of the year. So, you know, in 300 and well, it's leap year. So 362 days from now, I'll look at it. <laughs> 
Yeah. Are we gonna Are we gonna share these? Yeah, we could. Or is it going to be private? We let's pray about that. Okay. When we come back to record again the next time. How's that sound? I like it. We'll, yeah. we'll pray about it. Okay. All right. Well, guys, thank you again for spending an evening together. It's always enjoyable, um, even with the Pittsburgh Steelers shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and Rob, and Robert, I, don't, I don't know what Robert, I'd do if I didn't see Chad without a hoodie on. I mean, <laughs> well, if, if it gets below, I'm I'm kind of like Robert. Only I'm stuck in Ohio. If yeah. it gets below seventy degrees, I'm done. Yeah, you know? yeah, sure. I'm I'm a, I'm like a the opposite of a grizzly bear. But so, Robert, just for the record, how hot was it down there today? That is a great question. Uh, it I don't think it got extremely warm today, but that probably could mean in the fifties. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's <laughs> going to be 54 on Sunday and I'm wearing shorts to church. So. <laughs> hey, that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's going to be warm. Let's see. Let's yep. see. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it is. Let's see what it, what it got to today as far as, as how, um, how warm it got. All right. Let's see. Oh, it's currently, cold. currently right now, 41. Mm. Oh, well that's cold. Yeah, that is cold for you. Because it's 37 yeah. here. So. Is it? Yeah. And apparently it looks like it got a high of 58 today. So tomorrow is supposed to get a high of 60 in the 60s. It'll be in the 60s the rest of the weekend. Well, yeah, your high temperature's got us beat. So, yep. But it's downright chilly in the evening down there, though, still. Yeah, yeah. I guess we get uh, – I woke up this morning. We don't, of course, we don't get any snow. But I woke up this morning and it was frost all over the ground. It it got cold enough to freeze. So, mm. <laughs> wow. But it doesn't last. It doesn't. No, it doesn't last. It's it's like a man's life, according to James. The dew in the morning that disappears by the noonday. <laughs> <day. laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my! So live good. well, right? Like make yeah. sure you make good choices. <laughs> Well, I'm excited for what this year is going to bring for this program. I hope everybody else is too. Um, and warmer days are coming. Mm -hmm. Yep, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. And more sunshine too. Yep, in multiple ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. It was great talking to you. We'll see everybody again next week. Yep, yep. Have a good week. All right. Good night. Mm -hmm.